buckle your seatbelt and hold on, where Nashville music scene comes alive, right where you are. You're listening to Notable Nashville Podcast with your host, Groove Dr. J. Don't miss a beat. Hi, I'm Sun Baby, and I'm going to sing a couple songs for you today. This is called Were You Ever Even Mine?
All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. Today's guest is Sun Baby. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So that uh, that tune that you just played, what what was that one called again? Were you ever even mine? Were you ever even mine? And did you write it by yourself, or did you yes. write it with other people? Yes, I wrote it entirely by myself. I've wow. been trying to push myself to write more solo, lean more into that. Like some of my favorite female artists, like Taylor Swift on Speak Now, and Phoebe Bridgers, working mostly entirely by herself on most of her music. I love Phoebe Bridgers. Have you ever me seen her too. live? Oh, I saw her for the first time live, literally. A month ago oh cool changed my life where at mtsu she played a free show at my college right before i graduated oh no way yeah so you did you went all four years at mtsu five, five? Okay. <laughs> hey. it was rough i went to school through the pandemic i also never had any intention on going to college i just need an excuse to get down to nashville and get to do something music so i studied commercial songwriting very cool and it took me a damn minute but i did it that's awesome. Well, congrats for finishing. Thank you. Because I know you. a lot of people just go and then drop out, be like, you know, I'm going to do So nothing. many people I know did it and made it work, but I know myself and I was like, if I start something, I've got to finish it. Like yeah, I just yeah. had to prove it to myself. So then where did you move from? Where, where are you from? Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people are, are from Cleveland. A lot people of people that are, are from, from Cleveland are really passionate about like being from Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm passionate. A lot of people that are from Ohio are passionate about Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't feel that way. I talk a lot of smack about the state of Ohio. I love Cleveland because I'm from there, but like I won't be going back. <laughs> oh, you, you, you don't have pride like most of the people? No. Okay, my okay. family's all from other places too, so nice. like I didn't grow up like Cleveland, like pride. We yeah, love yeah. their sports teams. We we never really had much to do with it. My dad still lives in Cincinnati, so I, I kind of went back and forth between Illinois and Ohio yep. growing up. So. That's funny. My my family's all based out of Detroit, so we were Detroit-Cleveland back and forth oh, okay, my whole cool, life. Cool. Yeah. So then, um, what what was it about Nashville that you wanted to move here to do songwriting? Just songwriting, and yeah. Music? And I, I was just doing all my research on my desktop computer, and I'm like 16, trying to figure out what college even means. And I was like, all I want to do is music. Where can I do that? And MCSU kept being the most reasonable thing that was popping up. And I went to private Catholic school my whole life, so I was like, Belmont's out of the question. I can't do it anymore. I need wow. to switch it up. Never been to public school. Went to MCSU. It was I, good. I kind of have a similar story too. I went to Catholic school all through high school. Yep, um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was an experience. I also wanted to bring up because, like, I I saw a bunch of your TikToks talking about, like, um, the religious upbringing and and being, like, gay yourself and how you kind of came to terms with that. Kind of tell me a little bit about that. I was fortunate. I didn't really have much of, like, a religious problem coming out because my my parents weren't religious. Like, they sent me to Catholic school because where I grew up, it had a better education. And my dad just wanted to set us up for success as much Uh as he can. Um, So I loved my high school not for the religious side of it. I just loved that they had a great like theater and like choir and music program and that it was all girls and I felt like very like feminine forward uh-huh. and like to figure out that I liked girls at an all girls school was weird, but so many other girls were figuring that out at the same time that yeah. it didn't feel isolating. It was just like, okay, we're just going to be a part of the new normal, but we were the first people to do it. Like I was in one of, if not the first openly gay relationship at my high school. Oh, wow. And that was weird. And I didn't like mean to be like to do that. That's that was never my plan. It just kind of happened. Did you get a lot of backlash from like the, you know, the teachers? And we know? were like we were best friends for years before it. So we didn't like nothing super changed in how we presented ourselves. Like we weren't going to be like PDA at school. We were also kids like that just yeah. wasn't us. Yeah. But so I didn't really get it so much from my teachers, a lot from like People, other people around me, like my family had a hard time getting on board at first, but like, I feel like everything just takes a little bit of time. 
it probably was easier uh, having your parents not be like super religious. Yeah, the religion never p- played a part yeah, yeah. in it, which was a really, really big thing that I was grateful for. Look, like hearing other people's stories and like yeah. their struggles, I didn't have to deal with that. That's really cool. Yeah, it was great. So then, um, you know, was it a shock like coming from a Catholic upbringing to go to MTSU and seeing like different cultures and stuff? I think I was always the exact opposite of what Catholic school looked like. Uh-huh. Like I was just always like off the rails, rebelling, doing some weird thing or another. Um, so going to like a public school, like a very diverse place felt like good to me. I was like, this is what like school should have been like the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing I don't pride my high school on is it was not diverse. Like it was so like 90% just white girls. And like, I get that like, that's not entirely on them, but it just, it wasn't like the Cleveland area. They like a lot of girls couldn't afford it and they didn't right. really make it affordable. Yeah. Like it was a privilege to go there. And I recognize that. So coming to MTSU, I was like, I needed this. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have learned so much if I had stayed in private school that's all through cool. college, all through high school, everything. So now I kind of want to talk about like what's the future of your music because you don't have much music out right now. You've got a few singles. Yeah, I've got three singles out. I really like uh, Wide Awake, the the new one that just came out. It's It's really cool. Um, So what's kind of like the future of what you're going to be releasing? So my next song coming out is called Almost Yours, which is my favorite song I've ever written, at least up until now. Um, It's coming out sometime this summer. I'm working with one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, My producer, his name is Max Landis. He's so wonderful. He's an artist himself. We just, I haven't clicked with somebody musically like this since I've moved here. And I met him and I was like, I have a song that I have been gatekeeping from the entire world for two years and I haven't trusted anybody with it. Like, will you like tackle it with me? And we've been working on it endlessly for the last couple of months. And I'm so excited for the world to hear it. I'm just so proud of how it turned out. So sometime this summer, I'm thinking July. So did you work with that same producer on the stuff that's already out? or is this... No, this is our oh, okay. first song together. Okay. So I've been, I wrote um, Wide Awake with a couple called Dawn. Um, that's their artist name. Phenomenal. We just, I went in for my very first write with them, came out with this masterpiece that felt more like me than anything I had written. And I had met them like two days prior. Oh, okay. Um, so that, that was just like a, a magical click that I had. That's awesome. Yeah. So then, um, when you have you played much live shows? Out I in just Nashville? started playing live okay. this month. Um, so I had my first show at Cafe Coco. I actually I was supposed to walk at graduation, but like I said, I never really cared about school, so yeah, I yeah. played a show instead. Um, and it was my first show with Some Baby full band, and it was so much fun. That's awesome. Um, I just played uh, the No Show Rock Around at Up Down the other night. Oh, okay. I'm playing Breaking Sound at Electric Jane on Tuesday night. So. Oh yeah, May thirtieth, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So oh. I did one, and I was like, I'm getting the ball rolling. I can't stop now. That's so cool. Yeah. I love Breaking Sound. All the you know new artists that they have, yes. uh, kind of showcasing new talent so yeah. i really like them and their events are always just put together so wonderfully yeah, i can't wait sure. to be a part of it so then when you uh you said that you you know write a lot of stuff yourself but do you ever like co-write or yeah so in? most of my stuff that i have out now is written just me except for wide awake i wrote it with dawn um after I wrote Ride Awake, which was back in September, that pushed me to do more co-writes. So I was like, this went so well. They were unlocking things I wouldn't have thought of by myself. Uh-huh. So I think there's certain songs and certain stories I need help to tell. But then there's ones that are so personal to me that I'm stubborn and think, you aren't going to understand this. Yeah. No one else is going to be able to tell this story like I can. I just need to do it by myself. Cool. So I've been trying to figure out the balance of when I want to give it to someone and you know, get those extra minds on it and when I just want to keep it to me. That's awesome. So this uh, Breaking breaking Sound show, is there a lot of artists on the bill or how many how Yeah, many there's artists? four of us. Four? Okay. There's four of us, yeah. I'm really excited about it. All right. Do you know what time you play? Or Nine probably, o'clock. Nine o'clock, okay. Yeah. So come out if you're come listening, May 30th. Yep. Um, so, uh, what's, what, what can we expect, uh, you know, out of these new songs or is it, you know, 
more personal stuff or yeah I think with my first my first song especially I played it so safe I wanted to put out a song that felt like a little grungy and was edgy and was like very reminiscent of me being like a hood rat in high school and I think I nailed that but there was no vulnerability in it at all and that's what I was lacking so I I dipped my toe in the water with the next one did it a little more with Wide Awake and now I'm just full ready to born my soul to the world which is terrifying but I'm really excited about it that's really cool yeah I love people that um you know aren't aren't afraid to show their raw you know oh I was for so long I was locked down I was like I just I don't know how how you do this I how do I just tell everyone everything and then someone told me along the line that vulnerability is a superpower and I was like I just I gotta run with it yeah I got to and I also like that you're kind of bringing back the kind of a pop punky vibe because that's what I listened to in high school yeah you know, the starting line and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. They were kind of sure. like poppy punk. Did, did you listen to that kind of stuff too? Oh, for sure. Okay. I mean, my sister was a soccer player, so their like pregame playlists were all that music, all time low, everything. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I grew up on it without asking to. So I love that. it's no doubt that you can hear a little bit of it when I'm writing. For sure. I love that all those artists are like doing their 20th anniversary. It makes me feel so old. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Like, oh it doesn't God. make any sense to me. Like I was listening to that when I was like, I don't know, 16. Yeah. It's like, doesn't feel like 20 Oh, I was like eight. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. Uh, I kind of want to hear another live song. You want to play another one for us? Absolutely. I would love to. All right, cool. What's this one? This is almost yours. This is the one that I'm releasing this summer. Um, I wrote this on my bedroom floor completely alone two years ago. And after Wide Awake, I was like, all right, that felt really good. What's going to be next? What's better? How do I just show myself to the world and finally be really vulnerable? And I was going through my archives, found this one, and I was playing it on my couch. And my roommate runs out of her room and goes, this is the best thing you've ever written. You need to release this now. And I was like, okay, that was enough. That was enough for for the push. So I fixed it up a little bit, took it to my producer, and it's coming out next. Cool, cool. So before you play it, uh, you want to plug where we can find you, like your socials and your yes. if you have a website or anything? Yes. I Across the board, I'm Sunbaby with a couple extra letters. So it's S-U-N-N-B-A-B-B-Y-Y, across the board. Okay. TikTok, Instagram, everything. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again, and I uh, can't wait to hear the song. Thank you so much for having me. I could love you and I 
Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast, broadcast from Acme Radio Live right in the heart of downtown Nashville. Check us out on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you like it, you can also support this podcast on Anchor by clicking the link in the platform that you are listening on. Hey, until next time, thanks for listening to Notable Nashville Podcasts.